This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Life was meant to be good, life was meant to be fun, and we were meant to shine, not shrink. Valeria Tejas interviews Anna Garcia, a law of attraction coach and the author of the handbook, Five Fundamental Mistakes in Manifesting and How to Fix Them. Anna is a law of attraction coach living in Sydney, Australia, and she has been coaching people around the world since 2011. Anna loves studying and teaching universal laws because she was driven to understand the game of life and how to play it. She became fascinated with the laws when an experiment with visualization caused her to put an incurable illness, systemic lupus, into remission without medication. Anna had been searching for the purpose of life since she was a teenager and at one point gave away everything she owned. She took a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience to live a semi-contemplative life as a full-time missionary for four years. She came out knowing that life was meant to be grand. We are not meant to play small. Today, she helps people from all walks of life, from lawyers to entrepreneurs to psychologists, network marketing groups, or stay-at-home moms. Anna helps them understand their magnificent minds so they can live extraordinary lives. She teaches processes to help people align their thoughts with their desires, removing contradictory blocks so they can manifest a fulfilling life. Anna reminds them they are not alone in this journey. Rather, they have untrapped reservoirs within them, their infinite self who is calling them forward. Meet Anna at AnnaGarciaLifeCoach.com. Here is the interview with Anna Garcia. In your own words, who is Anna Garcia? Anna Garcia is a person that is basically the, I would say, the avatar for spirit. Um, I don't know why this specific specific life, but I find that the universe wants to express, and it expresses through different individuations, different lives. So it gets a grander, fuller experience of life and what it is. And it's chosen to express through this particular individuation, Ana Garcia, and I've had specific life experiences that have contributed to the experience of the universe as a whole. I was planning to ask this question to you later on, as I mentioned off record, but yeah, now might be the time. How did you come to these understandings? of yourself and life. Yeah, what a journey. I came to these understandings through going through the opposite. 
Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, right. Very. <laughs> I, joined, I joined a community. I was looking for the meaning of life. That search was always in me. And most people my age, 18 years old, are out clubbing, partying, <laughs> doing all the fun. All those <laughs> things. And here I was on the top of the, a mountain <laughs> on the other side of the world asking what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? And I followed that question all the way through to joining a community, leaving everything to become almost like a nun, uh, a missionary. And that community I joined was absolutely packed with rules and fundamentalists. And you had to do so many things to be approved in the eyes of God. And we actually did the opposite of what I do now. We We were taught that to be approved, you had to become small. So instead of lifting each other up, we did rounds of putting each other down. And and nothing destroys a person more than putting each other down. So we, I could see the girls actually diminishing, getting skinnier, like the stress in their faces. And and that was our life. We were taught that's who, that's what God was. That's what the universe is about. And um, I'm very thankful for that experience because I then, ran away from the community after four years, and I went for the opposite. I said, if that's not who God is, what is this universe? And I really searched, and I ended up on this path of being a life coach. And more than a life coach, I was questioning everything about life. What, what, is, the, what is this arena? Why are we here? How, what do we have to do with other people? What's the point of it all if we go? Like, what is death? I, I was asking questions that most people just want to go out and have drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. So that's what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do have more questions for you about other journeys that you went through, the health journey too, with lupus. But before that, another question came to mind is, What do you think about these experiences we have, some of us have at a young age, like you did, of searching for the meaning and the purpose of life? Do you believe that this is a residue of past lives? It's interesting that you say that. I I do believe that we are the collection of all these lives. And there is almost like Easter egg hunting. We are searching for new experiences. And so I don't know what lives I lived beforehand, but the part of me was ready for this part of the experience. Okay. So yes, let's now experience this. Let's now inquire about this. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a feeling I was a bit of a philosopher (laughs) in the past life, and I I did this (laughs) online test, and it said, find out what your past life, and it came Mm -hmm. up as a philosopher, and it makes total sense to me because that part of me was almost like I'm up to this chapter of the book, and and if my life here (laughs) is one chapter of a book, this is definitely the part about the inquiry. Do you believe we as self, individual? Yeah, this is how I see it. And I think it might have been influenced by the Seth books. I see it like the grander, grander us is a collection of all the experiences. And that part of us is like the center of the spokes of a wheel. And it is branching out to different lives and getting grander and richer through the experiences of all these individual lives, kind of like it's doing multiple virtual realities at once. 
Um, I know that's a bit hard to get our head around because we live 4D mm-hmm. in our world. Yeah. We live the space and time, the the width, breadth, height and time, whereas our soul is multidimensional. It's kind of quantum physics where you have all possibilities existing at once and there's not really even time. It's all it, – the time is constructed by us so that our consciousness gets to experience the journey from here to there. But in actuality, we are this uh, grand soul light um, in a being that is having expressions through different lifetimes, but they're all actually happening now because we only have now. Um, and then in the grander scheme of things, we're not individual. We're not separate. We are all part of one big <laughs> tapestry. So that's another level of understanding. So it's all really wonderful and, and fantastic. And, and I'm still mm-hmm. pondering all this and wanting to know more and wanting to yeah. understand. I love this idea that everything's actually connected. There's no separation. It's something that we seem to have learned in this physical lifetime. This is a chair and this is where this chair ends. And this is a table and this is where this table ends. And this is my life and it ends at me. But it's not if all things are spirit and energy. Where does energy begin and end? And where does it stop from being it's like at what point does water become steam or become ice it's all the one it's all spirit it's all energy in different expression so it's really it's really interesting usually i sense these energies of wholeness when joy arises when love for everything myself and everything around me arises that's when i know i'm in touch with that flow um is that possible to live like that absolutely that's the whole purpose of our life yeah. is joy we came here for joy you go to watch a movie what for you want to have this emotional journey you want to you want to cry with them you want to laugh with them you want to see them triumph but why do you watch it if you know it's all staged it's all set up it's actors it's not even real okay this life here is not real it looks real this is the illusion this is a virtual reality and we are passing through it not because we can take the houses and the cars with us it's because we want to have the emotional journey through it and we get the houses and the cars for the emotional journey but it's really the emotions we came for and joy is the greatest indicator that we're in alignment with our inner being our higher self some say or we have heard that before that we are not thoughts so talk to me for a moment about what the mind is and what thoughts are okay so i can only share what my understanding (laughs) is okay we are not our thoughts we are infinite intelligence okay but infinite intelligence in the very beginning did what it does it has an active mind it creates okay it thought into things and it thought i'll create individuations of myself and so it created mini gods which who are us and like drops of water in the ocean, we're individuations of the ocean, but we are the ocean. We're individuations of infinite intelligence, but we are infinite intelligence. So we come from, but we are. My daughter asked me this really profound question when she was eight, mommy, who came first, the universe or me? Mm. And I said, both. You came from the universe and you are the universe. Mm. So it's this big thing. So 
just as we were made in the image of the grand creator who thought into being, we have the ability to think into being, the energy around us. Okay, so all around us is a substance that Wallace D. Waddles talks about, a thinking substance, this God substance, that we can turn that potential energy into what we want. We shape it by our thinking. So I think of our thoughts as a tool, creative tool, okay, in shaping and molding this energy. Our thoughts also create our feelings, what we tune into then translates into motion. Uh, it's like thought in motion, emotion right. in our body. And so we get to have that living experience, that emotional journey, that thrill, the thing we came for, the Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that emotion, so that's actually thought in motion. Now that emotion translate comes out of us like a broadcast, and that's energy. Okay, and the universe picks that up, law of attraction picks that up and says, yes, I hear you, here are more life experiences to continue the feeling that you chose. That's law of attraction. I wonder what the quality, if we are able to sense the difference between the quality of thoughts coming from the rational mind and intuition or imagination. Yes. Oh, well, this is how I see it. And this is my understanding from Abraham Hicks, that when we came into this lifetime, we didn't just abandon our infinite self and just entered into this body. The infinite part of us remains steadfast in the infinite vantage point. Okay. So there's actually two vantage points we carry through this lifetime. There's, we, we enter into this physical body. So before we entered into this physical body, we were just infinite, inner being, light. But when we entered into this body, we now took on a second vantage point, that of physical life. Now, in the beginning, so I'll just call it, say, the physical self and the non-physical self, okay? Some people call it the body and the soul or what, uh, like the two different minds. Now, what happens is when we enter as babies, we have the one mind. When you look at a little baby, it's not insecure about what it's wearing or its body fat or anything like right, that. Right. Will I have enough friends, okay? <laughs> it is just this oneness, okay? Yeah. Um, but as we grow up in this physical environment, we take on the vibrations, we take on the teachings of those around us, scarcity, limitation, etc. We start to deviate from our infinite self. So now we have two opinions on life. Um, now, I hope this is making sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. that's why, and that gap starts to widen. And it's only when, and the, as that gap widens between the two opinions, we start to feel negative emotion. And the negative emotion is our indicator that there's a gap between our, the way we're seeing a topic and the way the universal part of us sees the same topic. So that's why we feel bad when we think, oh, I failed, I'm no good. Our inner being is saying, you're amazing, keep going, you're doing well. Okay. And so we have those, we deviate between those two. The inner being part of us speaks through our intuition, right. speaks through our feelings. Now, the other part of us, <laughs> which has been programmed into limited yeah. thinking, tends to speak in our head. Right. Okay. And you can tell the difference because sometimes you'll have an experience where you have a crisis and you know, my head tells me one thing, my heart tells me something else. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. So I hope that helps explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely does. Another question I have for you is choosing to be in a human body or a non-physical form. Is that a choice that we have, do you believe? I do believe it is a choice. Um, something that Abraham Hicks said is that when we saw this physical life arena, we were so excited about it. Right. We were imagine. like, send me, send me. I'm <laughs> From that non-physical perspective, we could see that all was well and that this is just an illusion and this is going to be a wonderful game and a wonderful way to experience, like kind of like a teenager saying, send me into the virtual reality game. Yeah. Give me the challenge. Give right. me the, you know, pew, pew. So we did send ourselves because whilst it's wonderful to be in heavenly light and all, after a while it gets boring, right? <laughs> the experience is shaped by the contrast. The We need to know what, black is to experience white we need to know what cold is to know what warmth is okay otherwise just sitting in perfection is uh, it sounds like ideal but it actually isn't very fun after a while so we want to experience our light how can a candle experience its light in the light yeah. it knows it shines best in the dark so mm. we sent ourselves yeah this was a choice even though sometimes it looks like it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it right. Was, yeah. Especially when we go through all these challenging moments and experiences, yeah, we begin yeah. to question we, them. Yeah, we came in here knowing full well there was going to be problems. And and with, that's what we actually, we came for what's going to offshoot from the problems. Not necessarily we didn't come for the problems. We came here for the experience and the, the growth and the expansion that will come out of the problems. The rational thought of it, it's incredibly beautiful. And that, not speaking from the heart, when we have that understanding, then it's like life becomes magic, really. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember coming out of the missionaries, having a traumatic experience and thinking, oh, my life's over now. and that was, what, 20 years ago? And it took me a good decade to realize that that was one of the greatest things that happened in my life because it shot off this new life I have and the inquiry and the questions and what is life about. And now I get to share that with people. But I couldn't see, all I could see was the problem, but the problem is half of a wavelength. So creation is the full wavelength. The problem is the trough and the creation expansion is the crest. But what happens when we have a problem, most people think it shouldn't have happened, that there was something that was wrong in that. But that's like saying it's wrong to have yeast in the dough, okay? The, it comes as a partnership. The contrast, the problem shoots a desire. The desire is necessary for expansion. If you don't have a desire, what have you got to go to? Yeah, so you only know what you want when you go through what you don't want. And you get clarity and you go for what it launched in you. The more I talk about to other people about the law of attraction and how manifestation works, it just makes so much sense. And then I'll be asking you questions in a moment about the misconceptions and some questions about the guide that you have written and you offer for free. But before that, talk to me about how you came across the law of attraction. 
Okay, yes. So (laughs) as you know, I started, uh, I came out of the missionaries. I said, okay, what's life about? And uh, I opened a book and it said, want to be a coach? (laughs) 2011 Mm, and I said I don't know what a coach is but yes and I I trained to be a coach and I worked as a coach and I had clients and after a while I was like this is really hard it's really hard to get clients and I really struggled trying to make this business work and I said universe I give up I'm going back to a day job okay um so that's what actually happened to me and along that way when I decided to give up was interesting because I came across a book from Abraham Hicks on the law of attraction. And I remember falling in love with the book and thinking, wow, imagine if I could teach this. And out of nowhere, clients started appearing out of nowhere. Um, So I had this period of time where I was trying to chase clients and I wasn't getting very far. And then when I decided to stop and I became so intrigued with the law of attraction, they started coming to me. And they started, and I remember having the clients and thinking, um, should I sort of teach according to what I, should I do the coaching session like how I was taught? Or should I experiment and start to show them about the law of attraction? I remember juggling between those two and then opting for the law of attraction and they really loved it. (laughs) They loved it more than I thought they would love it. And around that time, because I'd been diagnosed with lupus um, a good 20 years ago, I remember never questioning that diagnosis. I remember thinking, okay, this has been laid upon me and this is what I carry through this life. So the doctors told me, uh, anything from your head to your toes, you can get sick. Your immune system's attacking your body. No cure for this. You're on medication for the rest of your life. And whatever they told me, when people would ask me what's lupus, I would tell them that's that basically a script, like yeah. a movie script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I questioned it. But now that I had come across law of attraction, I started to question, do I get a choice? Up to that point, I'd experienced things like bleeding. I, I had bleeding retinas in both eyes. I think I was the, the first case of it from lupus. Um, I had swollen legs. I was in, in bed for a month with fevers, um, rashes, everything. And so when I would go into my appointments, I, I, I remember taking a really good look for the first time. And there were even though I'd been doing this for 20 years, there were elderly people with walking sticks and arthritis and they're in pain. And I thought, if I keep up this story, I'm going to end up like them. I'm still young. And so I did a worldwide search for people that have been cured of lupus. I, I did question, don't I get a scene? My own health. Do it doesn't, um, yeah. Do, don't I get to choose? Well, can't, is it, true that I just have to accept it. And that's the thing. I started to challenge every belief that I had. And I read stories like Joe Dispenza repairing his shattered spine with his thought. And I, yeah, so I was searching and I did find one person through Martini, uh, a lady in South Africa, and she did put her lupus in remission. She did it through Martini's breakthrough process, which I, I love Martini, but I, anyone that knows the breakthrough uh, method knows it's quite intensive and, and it's a lot of work. And I thought, when you cut your finger, it heals. It doesn't yeah. do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. intelligent. It knows how to re- So I thought, you know what? I have no guarantee of this, but I'm just going to imagine I'm well mm-hmm. 15 minutes a day. And I did that for about a year. 
And I started noticing that I was feeling pretty strong. And um, I thought, oh, I was a bit rebellious. I didn't, I thought, I'm going to stop taking my medication. I didn't even tell my doctor. So I'm not telling anyone to do this. Follow your doctor. But I I felt as well. And so I, when I did the blood test, I hadn't told him yet. And I saw that my DNA for lupus was 0% a year later. Um, And so eventually I did tell him and he said, oh, no, 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 it's going to come back. You better take a little bit and I of course I didn't and then the next year when we did the blood test he said you know you're healthier than a healthy person this is quite miraculous I've only seen this in two percent of cases and he said clearly buying set is everything but I can't tell people that but you can and so that's how I ended up in the law of attraction I just out of fascination and and falling in love with the topic and then watching what happened in my life is the way we think that changes everything. And I love this idea of believing that the body can heal itself because that is true. That's how I usually don't, because I see the body as part of the universe. Everything's connected, everything's life. So a lot of times if I'm feeling anything, I just ask the body to heal itself. Mm -hmm. So, and it does, that's fascinating how it does. So I don't have to believe in something else. Just ask the body to fix it. Oh, I had no certainty about that process, but I did think I have nothing to lose. And I really had to exercise the imagination because that wasn't familiar for me. I, I had to, ima- I remember imagining electricity, kind of this, mm-hmm. this light running through my body. Yeah. And then my cells, I used to say that my cells love me yeah, and right. look after me. I remember right. saying those sorts of things. But I never, I mm-hmm. never, like, I, I didn't expect, <laughs> I don't know what I expected. <laughs> I, I just thought there's nothing to lose doing this. Yeah. And no one has the truth is, yeah, by trying. Um, I have asked the question about some people who have tried many different kinds of methods, law of attraction, energy healing, and everything else in between when it comes to alternative medicine and didn't work physically. They didn't recover. But if they lost the body, when they left the body, they were peaceful. They were at peace. So I guess... That works too, right, Anna, because life is infinite. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard for us to judge on the outside. Mm. Like the human tendency is to go, oh, okay, they mustn't have done the process right or they mustn't like, you know, you don't know what's going on within the soul. Um, Abraham Hicks says that, you know, we don't have access to the relationship between the person and the inner being. We don't know if they've gotten already enough out of this life and they're ready to move on to another one. We don't know what's going on. What we're called to do is to tend to our own life experience, our own gap, our own relationship with our inner being. Um, Yeah, I don't know why that happened for me and maybe not for someone else, but I do know that I, I was meant to teach something about the law of attraction and how can I teach without any life experience? So what are some of the greatest misconceptions about the law of attraction that you have come across? Yeah, okay. So one of them is that the universe hears what we say. What, the universe is actually a mood-based universe. It actually hears what we feel. So we could be saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. (laughs) But if the feeling is that I feel poor, that is the broadcast that's picked up. 
Okay. So many people, they think, okay, I've got to do all these processes to make myself attract, but not paying attention to their feelings. Okay. The dominant vibration is what is attracting. Okay. So the rule of thumb that I go by is if I feel good, it means I'm point, my thoughts are pointed in the same direction as my desire. So full steam ahead, go for it, say the affirmations, take the action, do all of that. But if I'm not feeling good, it means that the two opinions are clashing right now. It means that I'm t- my thoughts are turned against my desire. I'm not facing the right way on the map. And so to go and leap into actions is going to lead into frustration, etc. First, I've got to get myself turned in the correct direction. So in that situation, I wouldn't take a whole heap of action. I would do a lot of soothing meditation, calming, um, things that would feel at ease. And then as I feel better, then I will go and start to take the, the leap of action. Okay. Um, so feelings are very important and we don't really pay attention to them because we're taught that your feelings are not important. It's like you've got to like push through and, and be tough and, you know, um, that's a sort of struggle through life, but it's not like that. We have direct guidance from our inner being through our feelings. That makes me think about this idea that some people say that life, we are either driven by love or by fear. Do you kind of connect these ideas to feelings, to feeling good and feeling bad? So so what happens is, uh, the way I see it is we're either connected or disconnected. We're like flickering lights, really. Well, no one's 100% always connected, unless you're like some yogi master <laughs> right. or something yes, that's true. mastered it. But yes. we are connected in one moment, not connected, and that's really normal, just like a child's learning to walk and they fall over sometimes. Okay. So when we're disconnected, we have symptoms, emotional symptoms, and one of them is fear. Okay. So there's different gradations of symptoms. As they feel worse, we're really disconnected. As they feel better, we're really connected. The ultimate being joy and appreciation, okay, as a sign of connection. Um, And when, yeah, so they're just, they're indicators for us. That's why we pay attention to the, the feelings, okay. Not only do they attract, but they also show us where we're at with our inner being. And our aim is not to be happy all the time because sometimes that's not reachable, okay. But our aim is to just feel better than where we were. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What an important message. So it's not really about feeling good all the time or uh, trying to be connected all the time as we live in, you know, yeah. in the real world, <laughs> doing things. Yeah. That- so, so if you're in depression, you can't reach for happiness. It's, it's too far. Law of attraction will only give you something within the vicinity of where you're standing. So if I am able to reach for, like, hope, I'm in the right direction. That feels a little bit better than being utterly depressed, okay? But if I'm up in joy, hope kind of feels like a step backwards, because there's like a certainty and joy, a lightness and joy and, and hope just sort of like kind of maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So you're, none of the emotions are good or bad. They just are like keys on a keyboard. They're just different indicators of the kind of distance we are at with our inner being. 
That's a very different perspective on that, Anna, um, what you just said about even the emotions, getting to understand emotions, which ones resonate with one another or closer to one another. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, uh, how can you leap across to another, like all the way to joy if you're in depression? So right, if I'm feeling really bad, I'm not going to go starting to, to make myself say affirmations about joy yeah. because it's just going to be like, meh, <laughs> that's not going to feel good at all. Okay. But if I go and I have a hot cup of tea, I'm like, mm, that feels good. Mm. And I might go and smell my favorite candle and I go, mm, that feels good. Now I'm moving on the scale of emotions towards the direction. We just have to be pointed in the direction. We don't have to be there. 100%. This would be an interesting book to read. <laughs> your next book or your first book, that's a very interesting subject, the array of emotions and how to navigate through them. Yeah. And let me know when it's written. <laughs> it's actually taught to me by Abraham Hicks, but um, I don't know, in meditation, the, the understanding of the piano and um, understanding it more at a personal level just sort of comes through life experience and and pondering and meditating so it's not actually my original idea but right. it's something that i've learned to internalize and understand in my own understanding like my own life experience right yeah in a lot of these uh yeah manifesting it really comes from understanding who we are right i absolutely understand it's not just intellectualizing trying to get to know knowledge it's not just about knowledge yeah. but wisdom i agree yeah manifesting what we want is about like you know understanding and um, if we want to really navigate this car it's like we're being given a like Ferrari <laughs> we don't know how to drive it so we are manifesting all the time but we may be manifesting what we don't want out of not understanding or not being aware there are people out there that don't know anything about law of attraction but they're manifesting what they want because they they understand that they understand that the level of thoughts turn to things they they may not be into the the words vibration and law of attraction but they understand that everyone has the infinite intelligence within them if they tune into that wisdom and that knowledge but um you know yeah just like we don't have to understand electricity to get the benefit of it but it does help <laughs> it does help <laughs> navigating through the problems of life if you have this understanding and insight it does help not to beat up beat yourself up that you can't get over to happiness when you have this understanding it does help when you you know you may be not getting well but not to beat yourself up and to reach for what feels better from yeah. where you stand true so before we go i have those ending questions and i would love to talk to you more i mean i'll talk to you for a long time i would stay here forever <laughs> but um i know you wrote i mentioned before you wrote the guide titled five fundamental mistakes in manifesting and how to fix them so you have these five mistakes here that we make talk to me about a few of them one or two and then i'll ask you those ending questions Sure. Okay. So one of the things um, that is often said is you've got to take action. Okay. Uh, a mistake is taking action, the, the wrong type of action. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. There's, there's two types of action. There's action out of responsibility, out of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, struggle, out of hard work, effort. Okay. And then there's inspired action. Okay. So what I say to people is tune into your inner, inner being, connect first, 
to your higher self and then listen, listen. No, we don't often listen because we're too busy going about life. Um, it's really beneficial to actually withdraw from the outside world um, and take time to listen to your soul, to your intuition, to your inner being, because it already heard your requests about what you want and it knows the way to get there. Okay. It's like personal sat nav, but it will speak in this quiet voice. So it can't compete with the loud voice in your head. It can't compete with the outside noise. And so if you are paying attention to that inside voice, you'll notice that it is giving you instructions. It might say, go over here, call that person, go over there. It will be giving you little nudges through feelings. And, you know, I had to train myself because I was very logical. I was very like, okay, I'm going to execute this. (laughs) I got Liz executing this. But to deviate from that because there's a nudge inside telling me to go the opposite way, that was new to me. Okay. But I have found that it takes you on the funnest way and the most adventurous way. (laughs) And it leads to what you want in the most amazing way. So that was mistake number four, Diana. Yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake taking the wrong type of action. The other thing that we um, make the mistake of is taking life too seriously, okay? Have fun. It, it, you wouldn't believe, like, I have people come to me with failing businesses. I had one lady and she she's a manifester. Like, she knows what she wants and she goes for it and she always achieves success. And she decided to open a cafe and she contacted, she had this grand vision and she contacted me. She said, oh my gosh, like maybe this is not really my, my dream baby <laughs> because I'm losing money every day. Like she was losing. And I said, go, and I said to her, go and have some fun with it. And she, she forgot about having, and then I visited her a few months later and there's a steady stream of customers. So what happened? She said, literally the, the next day it started changing 180 little by little trickle of people started coming in. Then out of nowhere, the b- biggest competitor to them shut down overnight. And then it be- eventually became that people were fighting for chairs in her cafe then there were like guest bloggers wanting to go there and then she got this rock star chef and etc so and and she attributed that to having fun yeah that's another component in life that we often forget about it we just um, even when we take inspired actions like i have done in my life a lot of recently then it tends to become responsibility right and so we need to be aware of that too always to remind ourselves to have fun instead of getting caught up with doing things out of responsibility only. (laughs) I have to remind myself every day because I, 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 fun is not part of the agenda. That's what I thought. That's what I was taught. Okay. Stop mucking around, get to work. (laughs) You know, whatever's in front of you, just find a way to make it light, make it fun. Okay. Uh, Because remember this is a feeling universe. It's picking up what you're feeling. I have these ending questions for you, but before I ask them, would you like to add anything? Um, no, but I love your questions. They're, they're sending us in all different routes <laughs> on the map, and so it's, quite, it's fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I have two questions. If you knew you would leave the body soon, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? I think I I would have more fun. That's the only change. I I wouldn't rewrite anything of my past. It's been 
uh, extraordinary journey and all of it, all shades of it. And so it took me a while to understand that it was all good. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I would not change the story, but I would lighten up more and I would have more fun. And I, I do live my life with the thought that at the end of my life, will I have any regrets about not doing this? So I do whatever pops into my head, I do go for it. Um, I might have to park it for a bit if I have a lot on. I do think, you know, when you travel, on a trip and at least this is how I travel I say okay I've got a week what are the things I want to experience in that week I want to go to um, a chocolate house and I want to <laughs> go and see the sun set from this location and I want and I and I make points of what I want to experience and I do the same with this life we're not going to be around in this lifetime forever I've got what likely how many years what do I want to experience in this lifetime and I don't, I don't wait for, I, I am really glad that we traveled and, and went for all of those things, even though I thought it was going to be too hard and, and that, because like now look, and it's COVID now and the world's changed and all of that, but that good's going to come out of this as well. Cause it's the wavelength. <laughs> okay. So some, something greater is going to come out of it, but I think, you know, what you can do now, go for it. Um, so that's my, my feeling. There's always the opportunity to have more fun. <laughs> I love your wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> it's really lovely. And I love this idea, seeing life ourselves in the whole experiences as travelers. We are just passing by here. So I love this idea of having more fun, appreciating and being in touch with the heart and love. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, Bronnie wears book, the five regrets of yeah, the day. Yes, right. right. So um, I just want to know that I satisfied everything. And if I didn't make it like to doing all of these things, that's fine. We have another lifetime. <laughs> but yeah. why not experience what, you know, we really wanted now? Yes. Well, yeah. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Okay. I know that one we're infinite intelligence. We're, we're not what we own, what we think. Like we're not these little things, what the opinions of people are, <laughs> how many people like us, our body, all of that. We're infinite intelligence. Two, that we have an emotional guidance system that's guiding us. So our inner being is journeying with us. We're never alone. We're, okay. And three, we're always loved, always. And whenever we feel bad, it's because we've deviated from that love. Thank you so much, Anna, for your compassionate work, your beautiful wisdom, timeless wisdom, presence. I love your presence. It's very joyful, fun. Oh, <laughs> thank thank you. you for having me. Thank you so much. Where can we find more information about you, your work, services, products and future projects? Okay, well, the book we we're talking about is a free download on my website. So that's on Anna Garcia, uh, G A R C I A um, dot com. And uh, you can also, at the moment, I'm still offering the free 30 minute coaching session if you want to book that in. The other thing is that I do write uh, posts every other day 
with reflections and things about the law of attraction on my Instagram, which is at Garcia underscore life coach. So you, if you want videos or inspiration, um, that's all there available for free. So you can head over to Instagram. Thank you so much again, Anna. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Anna Garcia and her work, please visit AnnaGarciaLifeCoach.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.